Hello, hello. This is Yuri with Moving Sales Professionals for yet another episode of our podcast. With me, I have the CEO and owner of Gentle Giant Moving, Larry O'Toole. How are you, Larry? Doing well, thank you. Great, great. Thank you for joining us. It's it's really a treat. So what what got you interested in the moving industry and how did you get started? Um, well, I had an engineering degree and I worked for many years as an engineer. And then I moved back to Boston to start what I hoped would be a small manufacturing company. And I set up in an expensive living arrangement to try and get going. And um, until I could get some money coming in the door, I needed to pick up some extra work. And my roommate uh, suggested I do moving. And I didn't pay much attention to him, but uh, he actually uh, bought an ad in the paper for $17. And he came up with the name Gentle Giant. And the phone rang and he said, you've got your first customer. Of course, what was really going on was that he was a musician and he had a van for his band and he wanted to monetize the van. So uh, I would book these little moving, moving jobs and uh, pay him $3 an hour for the use of his van. And uh, I forget how long that went on before I said, I just buy the van off of you. So uh, that's how I got started, just doing little, little jobs like that. And of course, eventually you get called to do a bigger job. And um, I didn't have a license. I didn't have a truck. So um, luckily I had a neighbor who had both. And uh, I made an arrangement with him that uh, if I booked those bigger jobs, he would do them with me. And uh, he still works with me to this day. How many years has it been at this point, Larry? That was 43 years ago. Wow. Okay. So I was... I was um, A bit longer than I'm around. Yeah. So hopefully I can say the same thing. Beginning, it was not... I, I, I was not serious enough. Well, I was serious about each job I did, but I wasn't serious about starting a moving company. And um, I had the, my friend who who, you know, had the moving company. Uh, that went on for a while. Um, and I think what made me decide to actually start a moving company was the stories that customers would tell me about horrific moving experiences that they'd had. And um, I investigated a lot of the other moving companies in town, found that they were all run by really nice people, really hardworking, good people. And when I would ask them questions, pick their brain and say, well, what is the biggest uh, challenge in running a moving business? Everybody said the same thing. It was finding, finding good help. And having observed moving crews working, um, of course you'd see some really good workers, but you'd also see people who shouldn't have been there. And if I had have been, if I'd owned any of those companies, those people would have been gone. However, as long as you have people like that on your team, you're not going to be able to hold on to good people. So that was my game plan, just hire nice people. 
people that you look forward to spending a day with them on a job and driving in a truck with just nice people. That's all it takes really. And, and clearly um, 43 years later, that has worked out well. Yeah, it does. It, it works. I mean, that's what customers really appreciate. And um, that's it. I mean, but you see some awful people working at moving companies and I mean, they know how to load a truck, they know how to protect furniture, and they know how to bring back the, the, the check. But you're never going to go anywhere if you have <clears throat> people like that, because they don't leave a good taste in the customer's mouth. Of course, as a result, they don't refer other customers to you. As a result, right. they don't uh, leave good things about you. They never use you again. Of course, even, even if you do a good job, the customer will find something wrong. They'll if they see anything, they'll assume it was the movers, and they'll call and put in a claim because they just assume because you didn't build a trust with them. You know they. So, given the opportunity to start over, what is working, and what would you do differently, if anything? I have a lot of what I consider the right ideas, but. You know, until you're actually out there practicing it, uh, you don't really know what it takes. So obviously, if you had the advantage of the experience that you had and you could run the clock back, that would be good. I mean, a good example of that is um, treating your employees with respect. It seems like a no-brainer, right? You know, I mean... Unfortunately, I no. <laughs> well, I would have always thought that <clears throat> I was respectful and, and I always tried to be and show appreciation for people who worked hard. But I remember the first time somebody made a really, really stupid mistake. I mean, um, I lost it, you know, in the sense that I kind of castigated them for it and um, felt perfectly justified. Um, I mean, I eventually came to realize that um, you've got to respect people and even people, people make mistakes and um, you've got to accept that and uh, think about how hard they worked and if they're the right kind of person, um, you know, they deserve respect even when they screw up because you can't let that, that that'll really that could really damage your um, relationship with your people in general. I mean, yeah, all it takes is one. Yeah. Because the really, other people see it or they hear about it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it didn't sink my ship, but because I mean, I would have told everybody back then that I, of course, I uh, got angry. Why wouldn't, wouldn't anybody look what, look what he did actually. Um, but I eventually came to see that that's the wrong path. And you just have to treat everybody with complete respect. <laughs> but you have to make it easy for yourself by hiring good people in the first place, uh, people that you can trust and um, people that you can respect to begin with. So it's definitely a lot about uh, building a company culture. I mean, that's something that we, we certainly try to do here. I. 
work very hard at keeping that it's you know sales obviously sales is a lot about production and stuff like that but even with that it's while sale great salesperson is 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 great to have but if they can't keep the company culture and if they don't have the right attitudes that can be infectious to other people which will could be a downturn and same thing could be said of movers or any really environment any workplace yeah that's true um a friend asked me to when i was out in california once to come by and visit his company and give him some feedback and um so i spent a day with his people and um he asked me what i thought and i said we're gonna have to fire that guy and he said what are you talking about he does three millions in sales i said well you just got to get rid of him and um because you know he's just a, he's just toxic for the rest of your company but of course nobody would even dream i mean they thought i was crazy but of wow. course what ended up happening was exactly what i expected he, a couple of years later that guy left and took all his accounts with him i mean here was a person who just lorded it over all the other salespeople, walked around like everybody owed him their job because he booked so much work and without him everyone would be a dead duck right and uh he even he i even saw him patting women on the butt and being inappropriate with uh, some of the women right in front of me you know i mean he didn't even see that that was a problem of course you're talking about the 90s it's a little harder to get away with that now but still you know it was uh that they kept an individual like this around because you need somebody who makes everybody else around them better. Right. Not somebody, I mean, what ended up happening after he left was all the other salespeople blossomed right. and improved. Yeah, that's the same feeling that I had. I had a salesperson uh, that worked for me for over three years, she did. And she was a great salesperson, don't get me wrong great to the day i would say she was a great salesperson but when it came and while in retrospect she did what she was asked to do for the company right uh anytime you'd put a new person there next to her to listen and to learn and to observe she would act like that person was their own her own personal inconvenience and that's right. something that you can't do that uh, that's something that i that we, we the environment that we have here at Moving Sales Professionals is where anybody here can and should feel that they can come up to anybody else that's on the floor and ask them a question or ask them for help. They should never be this feeling like of um, discomfort or whatever, because, you know, I always wanted to work myself at a place where I would never have that feeling in the morning when you get up and you have to go to work where, oh man, I have to go there again. That's one thing that's, that's, that's what drives me in terms of uh, company cultures that I never want any of my workers to feel that way. And that's true on the trucks also. <clears throat> I mean, when you hire somebody and uh, you train them up and you send them out, you want them to be welcomed warmly and treated with respect. In a lot of companies, you know, they, they treat new people very disrespectfully. Like, and like you say, it's like an inconvenience to have to work with 
oh god i gotta work with a new person and oh my god this is pain in the ass you know and can you believe what this idiot did you know they asked the they asked me well, what's a wardrobe box right in front of the customer anyway you know it's just no way to treat your fellow human beings i mean you got to remember that you you were that new person once Right. And would you would you want to feel feel that way? And it's exactly. And if you help that other person, that person's gonna be ultimately they're gonna be thankful to you. They're gonna treat you in respect. And who knows, yeah. you know, it's a very small world, especially in this industry. You know, you never know when you're gonna run into somebody where you may need something from them, maybe, or maybe you're you know, you had a bad year and you're right. out on your luck and you need could use a little bit of help. And right. uh, you know. If you're treating the other people with respect, they will help you. And if you yeah, don't, that's, they probably I won't. Think I, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's it's so important because when you have that kind of environment, the customers don't even notice that somebody is new. Yeah. Because they can complain. I mean, we we guarantee our work. If somebody has a complaint, they get their money back. Yeah. So we have to be pretty careful who we send out there. Absolutely. So question, Larry. So with the current market, obviously you've been, you've seen things go up and down with market and, uh, you know, with everything else. With the current market conditions, how do you see the 2023 shaping up? What are you doing to differentiate your company and what are you planning to do to continue staying busy? I mean, obviously you get a lot of referral. Gentle Giant is a known name. Uh, but other than that, what is there anything that you're doing differently? Well, you just up the ante on everything you're doing already because, you know, when you're around long enough, you, you kind of have moved pretty much up market and you get a lot of customers that are quite well to do, you know, and they're not going to be as affected by uh, inflation or downturns. So we're lucky in that regard <clears throat> that we have strong customer base and a lot of um, repeat business. So you just have to keep um, pushing that and trying to, you can't get too complacent. You can't get too full of yourself and think you're, well, I remember, I mean, one of the things coming to, the, to America, there were different expressions that I wouldn't have heard before. And one of them was, uh, that person thinks their shit doesn't stink. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a real American thing. And uh, I can remember somebody looking at me and say, yeah, there's a bear shit in the woods. And I'm thinking, oh, that's a pretty good expression, you know, because <laughs> they were referring to somebody who just did something. And why, why would you be surprised? That's the way they always do it. So there's a great expression for it but um yeah uh you know there are people out there that that uh, think think they're they're the you know as we said in ireland we said the bee's knees but shit doesn't think is good enough anyway uh yeah you can't get too full of yourself you have to realize that you have to keep improving and um you can't take anything for granted. I, mean, I think it's very important to, to no matter where, what what stage 
you are you may be in or what stage you feel you're in i think you need to stay humble because at the end the world (laughs) has its way of writing things so to speak so today you're at the top tomorrow you may not be right that's very true so you've got to keep um trying to do better and better and taking better and better care of your customers and that's really the plan to know what else you can do to be honest what would you recommend for somebody that's starting out today let's say what would be your suggestion recommendation well just remember to make sure every customer is happy i think where a lot of movers go wrong and in fact when I told you that I went around and talked to a lot of movers when I was thinking of starting the company seriously, you'd start hearing stories about customers and the horrible things they had done. And people would be involved in uh, small claims or something like that because a customer didn't pay the bill or a customer accused them of something that they didn't do or was putting in a claim that wasn't valid. Well, look, um, most people are pretty nice at the end of the day. And you've got to uh, give people the benefit of the doubt and try to win them over. Uh, We've paid out a lot of claims, obviously, where we knew we weren't at fault and we knew it had nothing to do with us. And you try to, in a friendly way, get the customer to realize that. And sometimes you succeed, but sometimes you don't. And you can't get into fights and arguments uh, with customers. And the other thing is when you're on a move, and I mean, this is something which a lot of movers should think about more because you know, they're, you're on a move and the, move, the, the customer is a bit of a jerk, okay? Well, look, their money's as good as everybody else's. And you don't know what they're dealing with. They could be dealing with all kinds of uh, difficult challenges in their life. And it's not top of mind right now to be nice to the movers. So you can't let that affect your body language. Uh, You can't let it affect your approach to the job. You've got to try just as hard for them as you would for your nicest customer. And you've got to try to win them over at the end of the day. So I think it's just to build a reputation. That's the most important thing. And also, you need to have a culture where your people feel like they're a part of it. Because if they don't, and somebody does something inappropriate on a job, or isn't really uh, given 100% or whatever it is, you're never going to hear about it. But you need people, your your people to be so upset if they have to work with somebody that's not working hard, that's being disrespectful, that's hiding in the bathroom, that's, you know, uh, guzzling the customer's drinks out of the fridge without asking or whatever it is. Uh, You know, that person needs to be gone. You know, you can't have that person. And of course, you can't, that, that, that needs to be, first of all, you've got to try your best not to hire a person like that. But if you happen to do it, 
you can find out really quickly if somebody is uh, not up to your standards. And you've got to be focused on that. You can't just assume now you have another warm body out there that you can bill out for. You have to be sure that this is a person you can trust. Because when you get that phone call from a customer saying that the movers stole their jewelry, you need to know that they didn't. You don't, you don't want to be worried that, oh, maybe that guy, Joe, yeah, maybe it was him. You have to know for a fact that nobody in your team would do that. And for you to be right. sure of that, you need to have all your people just as vested in that as you are. And that if they see somebody that's not appropriate, they won't accept them around the place. Right. So, so I think it's just trying to be positive and doing the right thing. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Those things are so, so important. And it's also... Sometimes, especially with new movers, sometimes what they don't realize, there's these little things that can be a difference between you getting referrals, between you getting complaints and not. Right. All of, uh, I always advise all of our clients, um, for example, if you have two jobs scheduled for a day, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, right? When you get to that first job, you know it's bigger you know you're not going to make it to the second job in time. Don't right. wait till the afternoon to tell us. We should That's know right. about that. In the, when you know, we should know. And at that point, we can call that the second. First of all, we can call the first customer and tell them, hey, you know, you have more stuff. It's going to take longer. Before, you know, you're halfway or almost finished with the job where they already know it's going to be longer, right? But to give them the heads up so they have time to prepare themselves, right? Then you're going to have well, that's less a good, of an issue. Uh, that, that's a good example of what I'm talking about. But another thing, too, is when I would talk to these other moving company owners, like I say, really good guys, they talk about having to fire somebody because they did something like got in a fight on a job. Can you imagine that? Or got showed up drunk or something. Now, that's one thing. But then, they'd end up hiring the person back the next season, figuring they'd learned their lesson. I mean, you're not a social worker. It's not your job to fix people. And um, you can't be given second chances to be to somebody who does something awful. They need to learn their lesson. And the only way you're going to teach it to them is to show them that you're not working here anymore. And if you're going to work anywhere else, you better change your behavior. But so luckily we have very, very few, if any, of those kind of HR issues. But in order to avoid them, you have to be very strict. I think movers, a lot of times, if someone is a good mover and they know how to drive and they're a good driver and a good loader, people are always going to find an excuse to keep them around but you're only shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, sooner or later, it's going to pop up. Well, you're, whatever happens, you know, if, if, if the other people don't like working with them, it's going to hurt you overall because right. it's going to create a bad atmosphere. So to sum it up, make sure you have the crew that you feel comfortable with and confident right. in. To sum right. it up, make sure that you have a com uh, company culture that's, something that's going to endure 
Right. And for that matter, realistically, it all starts at the top. If you are the owner of the company, you set the tone. Right. If you're out, you can't, realistically, you need to create a separation. You're the owner or you're the mover. It can be both. So you, you can't go out drinking with your, with your movers. That's not a good idea because that may create or put it in, even though you never said anything or you never made them feel that way, it may create a precedent where they think it's okay to do that on the job or before the job or whatever, <laughs> because of one instance, you know? Right, right. Yeah, that's, this is true. And if you run a country like Turkey and um, you have a culture where people are um, putting up buildings that aren't up to code, that end up collapsing in earthquakes, you should resign because the fish stinks from its head and it's your fault. Or you can go around and blame everyone else. <laughs> right. Or, you know, you can do what Putin is doing to his people right now, but that's that's getting that's political. And that's a little extreme. Gonna, that's a little extreme where it's getting I'm just political. talking about, uh, but, you know, uh, pointing out a culture that it, it rots uh, from the head. And then you complain about it later. So right. you have to... Uh, you have that the way that you want your movers to be, the way that you want your movers to treat your customers is the way that you should set into how you treat the, your customers, how you right. treat your movers and how right. you, what the environment is in general. Because if you're not, it's going to, sooner or later, it's going to come back to bite you. Right. But anyway, we're going to round this up here. Okay. Larry, real You're pleasure. Thank you so much. I'm sure that all the people listening are going to be very thankful for the wisdom that you imparted and especially new ones getting in the market. It's, you know, uh, it takes time and definitely takes a lot of uh, ups and downs to build a successful business. And you certainly done that. And uh, we really thank you for being here on our podcast. And as always, as we always say, the world moves on its own. Let the professionals move yours for you. Thank you very much for joining us for our podcast. Uh, please, uh, we are going to supply all the links for uh, Gentle Giant. And uh, in general, for the information, please continue tuning into our podcast. Please like and subscribe. And uh, thank you very much for your support. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Fun.